something about the state that seemed good to me. When niggas I ain't like is showing love to me. Good food and the mood in the hood is free. Peace and free is the frequency. This is the day women took over. No longer over your shoulder do we have to look over. Imagine war is not over. Mothers get medals for being courageous soldiers on dollars. It's Michelle, Obama, Oprah, and Rosa. The mayor, the shot, is Liz Doja. Hoods feel safer, families feel closer. We all drunk in love with no need to be sober. Ladies get their hair done and men, we notice you get high grade Indian weaves at the lowest prices. Chivalry is no longer lifeless. We opening doors and pulling out chairs again. Things are merry and there's more marrying. Monthly free doses of Motrin and Valerian. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, a.k.a. The Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the suede soul and the velvet vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones Live, All Will Everything, Answer E, All of the Above, a.k.a. Snapple Facts. And we're back. Yeah, we are. With another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Two single fathers, two single guys talking about love, life, and drinking libations. Uh, what do, oh, this one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Both of them, really, but yeah. Both of uh... Oh, over the wall again? Yeah, so we fresh over the wall. So today, today we are inspired by, you know, my Spanish is horrible, the El Padrino. Mm-hmm. El Padrino uh, tequila. So it came highly recommended. Um, You know, we don't drink anything rappers rap about. So they said instead of the Avion, get the El Padrino. Yo, you know what we should have cracked open? What? Um, we, need, we need just you and me for you. Know, Yes. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? No I'm no yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought about it, but yeah, we got we got a special bottle that's been sitting for a, a year. Um, that we we need to we need to crack open. Have you ever looked into any um black owned whiskey? I have, tequila? I have. So uh, episode uh, I think it's 83. Black man, I love you, brother. One uh, has a connect with somebody we've been trying to connect with, mm. and those guys they out of Baltimore. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, ramen parts. So, uh, and it, those his homeboys, so we trying to link up through the, through him. So hopefully he can be the plug That'll be to, good. to get us together. Yeah. So uh, as y'all can hear, we do have a a lovely <clears throat> a lovely guest in here tonight. Um, she uh she has a lot of of wisdom, as I can tell. The aura is there and everything like that. So um, I will let her introduce herself, and then uh, we can definitely definitely get started. So I'm going now. Yeah. Okay. Introduce yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my name is Kiana, uh, and I'm working on a project uh, called Femininity and Womanhood, and I'm trying to learn more about myself and my community to see how we can help black women such as myself um, to learn more about femininity and what that is uh, and just how to better our community just with our presence and just how we interact alone. So... I plan to interview 100 women. So far, I've interviewed 39. Um, and it's usually, so far, it's been over the phone. It's been recorded because I need to kind of go back. It's not really research. I call it a life-enhancing project because some questions I ask, even though I have um, pre-written questions, sometimes if I ask a question, I may not need to ask the next one, and that's another question that I can ask. Right. So I can't call it data because data has to be done a certain way. Specifically, Same way each time. Each time. Um, and the next project is going to be masculinity and manhood. Um, and just want to learn about males, men, how they view masculinity, how they view manhood. Um, and then later I want to do where men and women can kind of come together and talk about what that looks like jointly. Nice. So um, one of the trigger words that's been that I've noticed in my interviews has been submission. Mm hmm. 
So a lot of times when I ask, should you be submissive to a man? Not good. <laughs> I get a lot of no with a submissive. Uh, it's negative. It's weakness. I don't need to be submissive. I've even heard men should be submissive to women. Um, one of the things I do like is when they say submission uh, is something that should be done at different times. So it's going to be times when a man has to be submissive to you, and it's going to be times when women are going to be submissive to their man. And that's the, like the household. Well, first, let's talk. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you thank for coming, you for on, coming the on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for coming on the neighborhood. You got the, uh, it's a lot of bougie would have been on the show. Oh, it's, it was buy cool. one, get one free. 7-Eleven right, right. brand. Oh, all right, all right, <laughs> And uh, thank you for coming on. And shout out to everybody, uh, IG Live. You know what I'm saying? Raise your glasses up. Thank you for coming. Um, ooh, let that let it marinate your soul. Um, so honestly, your your projects that you're working on are like absolutely dope. Like you oh, know, thank I th you. These these conversations is kind of the reason why like we got into the realm of, or more or less, what lane that we um, talk about. Um, as far as our podcast, you know, a lot of topics about how we feel as men, as far as dating, mm. submission, and things of that mm -hmm. nature, because those are topics that do come up. Um, we do have like people, you know, married couples that come on, and it's like some of those the submission questions come up at times. Like, so when did you like, you know, feel like you could submit to your husband or your wife? Or, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the whole person itself. It could be like on subject matter. It could mm -hmm. be on. Uh, just certain topics or situations in the household like we talked about gender roles so it's like a lot of those things that what we talk about you know with your projects are like in the same thing um so i guess thank you for that and thank you for having keep, me keep shedding light on our community and and you know everybody absolutely I'm curious to some of those questions that you're asking it's not data but the the information you're collecting what are some of those questions that i'm asking the women or the men Let's start with the men. Okay. So one of the questions I asked was, what is a man's role in a woman's life? We, we ready to go down this path? You sound like you got it. I'm a I, now I'm talking about the, these questions. I feel like it's about to get intense. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm, I'm yeah, here yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. One so more time. What is, a, what is a man's role in a woman's life? All right. What is a man's role in a woman's life? Wow. I thought I was ready with it. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got the face. You got the, I got it. And let me say this. So a part of um, like the initial instructions yeah. is, is no right or wrong answer. Of course. And sometimes these questions have never been asked. So sometimes you need a moment to like ponder, to ponder. think about it and don't rush. Right. And what I usually do is put it on mute so people can think without being interrupted. No, we're going to lie. I think, and, and this is my, just, I'll, I'll make it like a quick synopsis, but it'll, it'll just make it. I think it depends on the woman that you are interacting with. I don't think it's it's not all women. Okay. Um, but the woman that you tend to, you know, I guess spend the rest of your life with, or if it's somebody that you know are really fond of, um it could be it could be a matter of you could be there for mental stability, emotional stability. Um, and I use the word stability will be like the key word in that because stability just could be one of the things that she's lacking in her life. Mm. So you could be the stability that she needs, the stability that she needs in any lane of, uh, of, of your interaction slash dating. Um, you could be a provider, uh, provide any 
thing that she needs you know what i mean it, it it could be materialistic it could not be um everything kind of goes full circle so mm-hmm. you could be the you could provide mental stability you could provide stability you could provide happiness you know so everything for me as far as dating is concerned i look at it more on an emotional mental level because mm-hmm. a lot of people or you know men and women alike we don't really focus too too much on the mental or not, or not or the mental and the emotion too much um we try to you know f- we 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 go for the physical like real quick mm-hmm. and then worry about the rest later let this shit fall in place later but you sometimes you really gotta like go in depth with the mental and emotional like kind of you know we call it like what, what do you call it the uh the probationary period oh, probationary. Yeah. yeah within like the 90 days yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah so um those things is as far as i am concerned i feel as though like that's what a man or me being a man that's what i should be for a woman is is those those entities that she's lacking in her life i should be able to pick up the slack for and vice versa i think to kyle's point it depends on the woman because we my role in my mother's life is different than the role right my daughter's life the different the different than a role in in my sister's life um so it depends on the woman i think in general Let's assume let's say a significant other is to be a teammate. Um, I would like to say to be a protector, um, but I think as I as I get older, you got remember we we had the audio, so you don't have to take too many notes if you don't need to. But um, okay, that's not. But I, I would. Uh, oh, now you don't want nobody taking notes on your own show, bro. No, 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 because <laughs> she's gonna be trying. No, I'm not saying don't take notes. I'm just I'm just reminding key points. You, I'm not reminding you that you don't have because I can go back. Yeah, yeah right, that's, right, right. that's all I'm saying. That's gotcha. all I'm saying. Yes, yeah, I lost. What was that sign? <laughs> I lost my a bet. protector was the yeah, last. Yeah, thing yeah, you said. a protector. Um, but I think as I as I get older, I learn more. Not not even getting older, but as I'm becoming more aware, you know, our role, my role, may not be to protect, because that's to say a woman can't protect herself. Um, I think it's really to be the thing she's lacking. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the role of a man to be the things a woman is lacking. So what is a man's job? So, just in general, what is a man's job in life? Right? So, you talked about uh, your daughter Mm -hmm. versus your mom versus your wife or dating. So, then what is a man's job just in general? What is it that you feel like I'm supposed to do as a man? To be just that. What is just a man? A man. Um, In any aspect of your life, you know. You can't never go throughout the day and say, you know, like I I made I made it through this day as a man. As far as your mental, emotional, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, saying asking like, what is your job is is very hard because everybody's different. So I can't speak for every man because we're all different. We walk through life different. Everything is just different, and it's a very 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 hard question to ask. I mean, to to answer. That's why I like it so much. Yeah, but without giving you one specific. Like saying, yes, my job is to, you know, mm-hmm. be the poster boy for like all <laughs> black men in the world. And I, can, I can't be that. Right. Because can. I can't be, you know, like even even at my job right now, I work for shout out to Free State Challenge Academy. I work for work worth at risk youth. And for some of them, like I'll look them dead in the eye. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Like, do you you know, I'll ask him, like, what is it that you want to be in life or do you care about your life? Number one. 
they be like, yeah, why you ask me? Because your attitude and the way you go about things and, and the way you just, it, the way you answer certain questions and how you exude yourself, you just act like you just don't care. And it shouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, and it's not going to hit these young teenagers until they, you know, start having responsibilities and things like that. That's a really tough question to answer. Uh, answer is what is my that's job? That's why I like it so much. Yeah, I guess my job is to, like I said, to be just that a uh, man. But yeah. then it goes into what is a man? Mm-hmm. Me? And that's what I want. That's what I. Right, and that's that's what I want. Kyle, for you to think like, what is yeah. it? Because I feel like over the last few years, I realized. And I'm a woman, mm-hmm. but I feel like a man's job is to protect and provide, period. Mm-hmm. No matter what entity. Um, but then when you go into how it is, a lot of times black women making more money than a black man. That don't mean a man isn't protecting or providing. It does not. Either. But if, in fact, I don't know how to be submissive or I don't know how to do certain things, then I make more money than you. So do I respect you? How am I looking at you? Because if I feel like your job is to protect and provide. I can still protect and provide and you can make more money than me. You can. You absolutely can. Because money has nothing to do with protection. Doesn't. It does providing. not. So the assumption is if I'm protecting you, that means there's a threat at some point. At the moment there's a threat, money means nothing. Mm-hmm. I right? agree. So, but I guess then it speaks to the mindset of what. what exactly. What, I get, I get, yeah. Exactly. And that's, what, that's exactly what I mean. So we're basing it off of money mm-hmm. and I'm not saying all but that's why I was getting information from the community because mm-hmm. if that's the case black women are the highest educated across gender across race right we making this money we up here with the white man making big political moves you know yeah. black man ain't doing nothing he ain't making no money not saying that that's really what's happening right. but now I'm in a position of power I'm protecting my own I'm raising my own I'm making the money I'm paying all the bills so what do I need you for and like you said protection has nothing to do with money mm-hmm but how are we then looking at it as a community, as right. a whole? It can't just be a sprinkle here, a sprinkle there. We got to collectively look at the black man as something that's needed. But then, that, then that go to your your question. That's the that would be my answer to what is the job of a black man or a man? What Woman. is the man's mm-hmm. job is to be that to be the community builder. Um, I still see it's a it's a chauvinistic view or or a view from religion and slavery but i i do i do feel that a man is the head of the household but i also be know that the man that is the head of a household only does everything in his power to make everyone in his household happy hmm. and i feel so you go to the job the, the job of the man is to make his household or, or community but his household mm-hmm. happy to provide for him not that you're making a lot of money, making more money or less money, but as the as the respo- as the responsible one for the household and the direction of everyone's success, it's my job as the man to make sure everyone in my household is happy and successful. Mm-hmm. So if that is all right, you making a hundred k more, I need to make sure you make hundred fifty k more, mm-hmm. so you happy and successful in achieving your dreams. Um, and I, I think too when we, I know we we'll probably get to that submission question, but once again to the the job, I think the 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 job of the man is ultimately he's submissive to his wife, to his queen, right? He takes the lead, but any leader follows, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So I, so I think that's really the job of the man is to be submissive to his woman. But you, you're submissive in the sense that I'm trying to make you happy. I'm mm-hmm, trying to help you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, follow your dreams and goals. So I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. And I think just understanding what is so if that's the case if if that's the role let's say based off the definition i gave to protect and provide mm-hmm. then what is the woman's job 
So that's the question. No, yeah, yeah. I ask women that. I okay, haven't, I, I haven't, that. you know, yeah. so I ask, so if I think this is your job, mm-hmm. then then what is my job? That's a good question. So one of the books I'm reading um, is The Black Man's Guide to Understanding a Black Woman mm-hmm. by uh, Dr. Uh, Miss Shazada Ali. And mm-hmm. it's also The Black Woman's Guide to Understanding a Black Man. So it's just basically talking about where our viewpoints, you know, kind of come from. Cause mm-hmm. even when you said head household is like, uh, sh- did you say chauvinistic? Yeah. And uh, slavery, but. And religious. And religious, yeah. but the man is the head of household. Depending on what you believe. Maybe, yeah. but if we, the truth is supposed to be the truth, no matter where it comes from, you can always be verified, right? So, <coughs> and no matter how I feel about it. The truth is the truth. The truth know? is the truth. Right. We black women are the only women, if you look at just statistically, who say, I don't need no man, I'm independent. Just in reference to the narrative. Mm-hmm. Not saying that all women yeah. say that. But that's the narrative mm-hmm. that's being pushed, right? Right. And intentionally. Um, they are the backbone, right? But essentially the black man is supposed to be the backbone and the head of the household. Now, they provide the house, we make the home. Everybody has a role, right? So when we shift those roles and maybe somebody carrying more than the other. Mm-hmm. That's why I think black women are also dying from just about everything when we catch it, right? We dying in birth, heart disease, anything because we carrying too much. And then what if we don't know how to let it go? Because mm-hmm. we don't know what our role is. But when you start getting into general, gender roles, that bring on issues too. That bring on stuff that we don't want to look at. So that's why I started the project, just to give, not saying that I'm right, not saying that I'm wrong, just giving a chance to just look at what is. Mm-hmm. What are we doing now? Is there anything we can go back to? Is right. there anything we can do to kind of move in a different direction to get a different result? That's deep. That, God damn, girl. Came with it tonight, but, uh, <laughs> nah, but, but, but you know what's crazy? And I think a lot of the times is, uh, what we've what we've talked about, I think, in our earlier episodes, is 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 a uh, a generational situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how old are you, may I ask? Thirty four. Yeah, so you can already understand, like you know how back in the day, you know, we uh, us coming up, um, how we view, you know, our households and you know parents. Um, even if we did come from single parent households, the 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 upbringing in the in the the home training and everything like that was still as if it was, you know, always two parents and, mm-hmm, you know, two mm-hmm. parents in the household, um, even if it was just a single parent. But you already knew that, you know, if it was ever an issue, you know, with, you know, your mom or your or your father, the opposite, you know, the opposite sex or the opposite parent was definitely coming through to rectify the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always balance at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's big mama. You know, everybody has a, you know, grandmother. Hopefully, God bless if you don't. But, um you know, Big Mamas was like really like the driving force back in the day. And even still to that point, like we, we always, you know, as black men, you know, I would just say personally, I feel like we always tend to look to the women in our family as leaders. I agree. Um, We don't really look at, this is just me, we don't really look at our fathers because we know they are just the, the workers and we, we mold ourselves, we mold ourselves, but we look to our mothers. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like, you know, especially with my family, it's basically like all women, you know, like we're very outnumbered. 
um, both sides of the family. Um, and I think that's a more or less the reason why, because there's more women in the family. You know, we're more women dominant and than male dominant. So I think that's the reason why we look more to the women in our family to, you know, even at like family functions, you know, mm-hmm. they always making plays directing this, boom, get there, mm-hmm, get there, mm-hmm. get y'all ass in here, we about to say grace. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they make, make the plates for the men, the men get the glass plates, the kids get the paper plates, like little shit like that, if you don't pay attention, or if you wasn't up, um, <clears throat> brought up that way, brought up that way you won't really, even as a, even as a, a woman being um, brought up in that same household and generation, mm-hmm. you won't really know how to, and I, I don't want to say cater in a, in a negative way, but you won't really know how to like, I guess, be that balance or be that uh, that provider for your man. Mm-hmm. The the I guess the, how we look at it the right way because mm-hmm. you know now absolutely it, yeah I look and at people I, get offended so quick yeah, these days and I say the right way because to me it's so traditional because we just follow tradition but now because we're internet babies that's what i call us the internet babies because we grew with technology you know we started yeah. with technology you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and I, and I, you know i talk we I talk did. about that yeah. and we grew with technology so so well mm-hmm. and we're still adapting to it because we're still young in our minds we mm-hmm. still can you know maneuver easily um it was it was easy for our it's easy for our generations and the ones behind us to like everything to switch mm-hmm. um and then again for the ones that was raised with these single parent households. So you you kind of see that, you know, if, if I'm raised by a single mother, um, sometimes, you know, certain family, you know, certain people who are raising sons, you know, we're not really, sometimes we're not conditioned to, you know, have wives. Just because I feel like I was raised to be a single mother. I said that to my mom and she was offended. I wasn't trying to offend her, but I watched my mother go get it. I watched her go get it. And, and I, I had a stepfather too. You know, and he was there, but I don't, I can't tell you what he did. And I think it was different because he wasn't my father. He did support me, mm-hmm. but I didn't see, I mean, I saw him make a plate or two, you mm-hmm. know, but I never really seen what he did. Yeah. So what could you have seen? Something. I don't know, but I feel like he was helping. He was paying the bills, you know, right. he was doing, but I never saw like even interaction. Like I don't really remember them kissing or okay. hugging or just certain things that, like I said, in that birth, I saw that interaction. I saw her, even if she was irritated, she would tell me, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't say it in a way where. Demeaning. Absolutely. Not even to him, but just the staff. It was like, this is my birth. This is what I'm doing, and I'm going to do it the way I want. And I don't have to raise my voice. I can do this. I can right. do that. I watched my mother go to school, work on job, car, house. I knew I knew how to do that. That's what I do. Right. It wasn't until I was with... Um, my baby, um, who and it was some learning we had to do, but he was killed in 2016. So, Sheesh, this is your father. <laughs> you can say that because he'd been around since my son was six okay. months. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. So it wasn't until I had that person that we really got to this place where, and it took work where it was like, I'm not trying to change you, you're not trying to change me, but we know we need to do work for the betterment of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not forcing you to do nothing. You don't force me to do nothing. So having that time to do that and him being taken away from me it stripped me it was like it took my breath away so now I'm trying to re create myself I'm trying to figure out who I am I'm trying to figure out uh, how to not make decisions out of pain anymore because I was hurt for a long time Mm -hmm. so now just seeing the things that he did when you talk about that protection he didn't make more money than me but I felt protected Mm -hmm. if he 
you know, he would give me his last. He would give me his all, you know. That's providing. Financially, that's providing, right? So having that, I didn't realize just how much, even though I knew when I was, it was just, it was my norm. So when it was stripped from me, it's just like, whew, I didn't realize how much yeah. I needed, how much my son needed it, you know? So when I when I got into this project, that's what just kind of make me think of things that we think we okay with not having, but how is it really affecting us? So another question is... Before um, we go to that question, can I... Oh, can go we ahead. Touch what, can, Absolutely. How did you move past that pain? More pain. Explain. <laughs> so um, after he died, the best thing I can say was... Uh, it's like somebody taking your breath away. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like I couldn't breathe. And it was just like this oxygen that was gone. And... For months, even years, I still talk about him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to me being pregnant, the relationships and I would say men I mess with, I really didn't want an attachment because you could leave at any minute. So I based that off of that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, now I see that me holding on to him is hindering my life. How so? Because... I'm not, I can't let go. It's almost like, even though I thought I wasn't comparing other men to him, I was. And it was like, if you couldn't give me what he gave me, that energy. I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't want it. So now I'm in a place where um, I'm pregnant. Me and him had, we were going to, we went to the fertility clinic. We were trying to do this thing. And for me to be pregnant, it was just traumatic for me because I didn't even think I could get pregnant uh, after my son. So, it was just rough. So now I see that the men who I, would ch- I was choosing wasn't the best. It was just something to do. And you wouldn't get attached to him. I they, wouldn't. And, or, or you couldn't get attached and to him. And if I right? did, I got attached knowing he was no good. So it was knowing easy. Knowing it was going to be. Absolutely. It's gonna end it was, it was yeah. easy versus really trying to give myself fully. Mm-hmm. Like I knew you wasn't. I knew you ain't. I know you ain't shit. Yeah. So it was easy for me to do this because right. I know you're going to fuck up. It's something going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Night. Boom. So now that I'm actually looking at myself and dealing with my own shit, I thought I was good because I'm like, I know he ain't coming back. You know, I'm good. Now it's like, you ain't let it go yet. So that's kind of like where where I am. And I'm seeing how um, it's hindering my son. How? Explain that. Because, so my son has epilepsy. Um, and when he was younger, uh, with, with Diallo being around, he would say stuff to me like, I know that's your baby. I know he's, you know, sick. He got his little issues. You okay with saying the name? But his name? Yeah. Okay. I know, just sure. It already happened at this point. Oh, I guess y'all can take it out. Yeah. It don't really matter. Yeah. But anyway, um, he would say, you have to be hard on him. Even if he got issues, you got to still be hard on him. Don't let him get away with nothing. You know, don't. Don't treat him like something's wrong. You know, normal. treat him normal. Yeah. And I used to be like, but you know, he this, you know. That's what the father would do, though. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's what the father would do. But me, I just, I don't see it that way. Because you're not supposed to. Exactly. That's what the mother does. And that's what I mean. So now, mm. okay. it's these three years over, right? He's been lacking this thing. It was taken from him, too. He's been around since my son was six months. He lost his father. Yes. 
So it's like, but I was so trapped in my pain. I'm so trapped that it was hard. And then after he died, my son's seizures was coming almost every day, right? So I'm dealing with all this by myself when I had this person who was like, I got you. Mm -hmm. I got to go get my blunt. I'll be on my way to the hospital. Mm -hmm. You know, never panicking. Just like, come about that shit, Zay. You got it. That's protection. That's that protection, right? That's that, that person I needed to cry on where he like, cry. I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. You know, he would say, I got Zay. Don't worry about it. I don't have that no more. You know? So in order for my, my son to do better, I have to look at myself because he looking at me, mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of just where I'm at, looking at me, looking at my pain, looking at what I've been through, and then all the while dealing with my son having seizures, you know, dealing with new diagnosis that's coming every day. Mm -hmm. But still, you still got to live life, right? You know, you still got to do what you got to do. The world don't stop spending. The world don't stop. But just imagine how many people in Baltimore City who losing people who dealing with that pain and don't even know it. This weekend was crazy, yeah. You know? I think that was the police, but hey. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, um. What happened this week? You said a lot shootings. of shootings. Yeah, West Baltimore. I did so see some of that cookout. Died. Yeah. That cookout. Mm hmm. So, my, my, when I think about that, mm -hmm. that's what led me to the question is so, how do you believe black boys are learning how to be men? <laughs> Where do you think it's coming from? They not. And how is that impacting the can, community? I can tell you honestly, yo, you, you delivered. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yo, speak on that, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's very, it's very, 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 very uh, sad. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, to to my point, like I said, the kids, the young men that I work with, um, ninety to nine, I'd say ninety eight percent, maybe ninety eight percent all either live with their mother or all live with a, a female. Mm. They're learning how to be men. And, and because the mom or the grandmother or the aunt is really not there to like kind of give them that somewhat guidance, plus the father not being there or halfway there or part-time there, um, they're learning how to be men based upon what they see on TV. Like social media and TV, like media period, mm -hmm. is raising like these young men today. Mm -hmm. um, the tendencies, uh, the the thought processes, the 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 emotional outbursts. Um, you could just you can just really see that a lot of things are not in place for some of these kids. Mm -hmm. um, and and we as parents too, you know, we you know we give them an iPad or 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 iPhone and just keep them quiet for a little bit now. I will admit, like, you know, on some car rides, it's like, all right, baby girl, you know, just mm -hmm, until we get mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm, you know, play mm -hmm, little games or whatever. Too. But it's just, but for me, it's just games. <laughs> it's games. Mm -hmm, I'm not, mm -hmm. like, letting her watch the things that I watch, you know. Um, it's it's all about monitoring and really just, like, really spend time with your kids. Kids, absolutely. Like, it's not that hard. Like, a lot of ki like a lot of parents that I know really don't know their kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, it's different from, like, it's different from learning what they, you know, learning that you see that they start to like different things. That's different from like, oh, I, oh, you like that? I didn't know mm -hmm, that. Like, mm -hmm. okay, when'd you start liking that? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I saw this at school. Like, all right, cool. Then we can start working on staying in that lane and like, you know, do more fun activities and things that you're starting to take an interest mm -hmm. in. 
but to not know like little shit like I don't know what size clothes my my child wears or like the shoe size the last time you bought them some shoes or or how they are in school or just their behavior patterns or what they like to eat like mm-hmm. little shit like that it's important you, like you gotta you have to know that um but these young men like that I work with like little things like if you tell them just to like go outside and just you know sit down and chill it's hot I, I can't be out there like that or I don't want my skin to get too black. What? No, we couldn't wait to go outside. What? I so said, my wait man. Wait to get outside. Did you know you would get punished for being in the house too much? Bruh. Listen. You're literally that's, on that's punishment. What? And <laughs> your punishment is to go outside, boy. Like, and to do yard work. Like, there is no inside. Our punishment used to be to stay in the house. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if, if you like, were the type to stay inside, too, yeah, you'd be on punishment. And you can be outside doing yard work. Like, yeah. there is no. And then you take your ass back in the house. Can't go play. Yeah, Bring yeah. These leaves and go in the house. And go in the house. Like yeah. yo, I used to, I tell these kids all the time. I said, bro, my mother said, do you want a beating or you want to be on punishment? Yo, beat my ass so I can go back outside. Facts. Like, please give me this beating because I got a game of kickball about to start and some hot seat. Yeah. Can we do it right uh, now? I, I, <laughs> please, okay. But I'm just like, but but these young men, man, and 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 the and the way their thought processes they don't really and even even in you know sexuality realm they're still really like under a, you can tell a lot of them are just like i don't i don't know what i want to you know what i want to believe or what i want to be mm-hmm. like their their preference their sexual preferences yeah i mean they wear a pocketbook i'm just saying like i mean you look at the rappers i mean you look at the rappers and like i said fashion is one thing fashion is one thing like I'm saying, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Fashion is one thing, but certain things, to me, I'm just not gonna cross over to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. It just certain shit just don't. It just they not ain't gonna ever fly. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Ain't gonna fly. I, my 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 deep breath comes. My father's like he looks at me wearing jeans with rip holes in them. Oh okay. Growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, it's embarrassing mm-hmm. if your child got ripped jeans. Now, if your jeans not ripped, like yeah. yo, you know, yeah. So, yeah. so, so we, it goes to the fashion, you, and I'm yeah. trying to think about things where he may have deemed them as feminine. Wearing pink, okay. I put on a pink shirt. I'm fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My our uncles put on a pink shirt. Yeah, yeah you know, you mm-hmm. sissy boy or something. Man. Yeah, but, but that's the, and that's the thing. Like, so as kids, mm-hmm. you know, as our our generation is like, yo, like you know, stop all that soft ass crime. But then. Yeah. That's another point. We get, we get limited to how emotional we were. We were allowed to be as as young men, my generation, our mm. generation. So, I say from maybe the ages of mm, let's say three to, I don't know, fucking sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yo, ain't no crying. Suck that shit up, mm-hmm. and there ain't none of that soft ass shit. What you crying for? Like all of that. Like we, I mean, like if. It, it, like nigga, if something hurts me, it hurts. Like I'm, absolutely, I'm going to cry. Not allowed to feel. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm three. It hurts. I'm going to cry, yo. You cannot tell me not to cry, bro. I agree. Like, but we don't we don't look at it like that. Mm -hmm. So then when we see the the uncles and the and the you know our dads, uncles, grandfathers that we uh, mold ourselves after as far as our masculinity is concerned, that's who we want to be like. We don't cry. So we so but then it's it's so fucked up that it takes the birth of you know a child for you to actually break down all of that emotional wall mm. and be that vulnerable and be that emotional that you were supposed to be between the ages of 3 and 16 mm-hmm. but 
I guess the way I don't know is we socialize, I, man. Yeah, we socialize differently. The gener- yeah, the, yeah, the generation, the generation, just like generations are so different. Like we were able, I guess, to internalize and then just project it the way we wanted to. But now, mm-hmm. because we grew with social media and we grew with the media, we're we are able to like we grew with that plus our emotions. Mm-hmm. So we were so now we have more outlets to mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. We have more outlets mm-hmm. to really project our feelings and say our feelings and without you know um getting any backlash about it right. i'm cool to say that I, my daughter makes me cry mm-hmm. i'm cool to say i cried at my daughter's birth mm-hmm. i'm cool to say that you know i get emotional when like yo <laughs> if, if anybody you seen it you, are you into avengers no all right so are you gonna go see it probably not spoiler alert no nah, you know spoiler. i'm just okay, saying but right. i'm just saying but like you know there was parts in there where it was like damn yo like yeah that's that shit hit you a little mm-hmm. bit because like you know a lot of people live real life situations like mm-hmm. people go yeah, through yeah, this shit yeah. like for real like outside of a superhero you dead ass like really go through some of these things that outside of their costume and armor you go through that shit and that's the kind of thing that humans. and that's how our kids you know and us as kids we view our parents grandparents mm-hmm. aunts and uncles like that we view them as superheroes mm-hmm. I agree. you know what i mean Could be, and that's because i know i'll cut you off i'm sorry you good no no ain't no cut off i'm good the superhero part is because they never showed us the emotions. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm. I think I was lucky. I seen my father be a little bit more emotional probably than most. But granted, my father grew up on a farm in Virginia. Mm. And you got to think, too, he was raised by his uncles because his father died when he was 10 years old. Mm. So my father will be 75 this year. So. Their perspective, though. Yeah, yeah. So he had a different perspective and things. And he had a motivation to be the father he wanted. Mm-hmm. He wish he would have had. Mm-hmm. So that that's a plus. But a lot of times, the men of that our, our parents' generation, grandparents' generation, weren't taught to show their emotions. And to your point now that you know they talk about millennials being softer, I think now because we're the parents, and our you know our older aunts and uncles are, are the parents now, we are giving our children a license to fail. Like I don't raise my son, and I and I have to work not to raise him like this or not to do the, do this to him. Be seen and not heard. Mm, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? I gotta mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. I gotta make sure I sit down with them. No, I want to hear your opinion. What mm-hmm. should we eat for dinner? Oh, you don't like this? You know what? I, I am willing to change it or not. You gonna eat this or you gonna starve? Mm-hmm. You know, because us is no, like I gotta this, cut this that shit the, out too. I do gotta cut yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, baby girl, she be like, I w- you what? gonna make whatever the hell comes out of this pot? Whatever comes out of this pot. But it might not be food. It might be something else you might get them yeah. an option with. You right. know, like you got to have something where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just what it's going to be. <laughs> and I got to respect the fact that he has feelings. He, he yeah. feels. Absolutely. He has taste buds. There are things he just genuinely doesn't like. It's not his decision what he likes. It's how God made him. Mm. He don't like Brussels sprouts. Fuck it. All right. I know this. I don't like Brussels sprouts either. Yeah, my mind fly though, but, <laughs> but he likes kale, <laughs> right? So why, why go through the battle if I know my son doesn't like Brussels sprouts? Yeah. That's true. Make the kale. You know, why can't I humble myself as a parent? Yeah. Because it was a power thing for yeah. our parents. Yeah. It was it like, sh- if I tell you to do this, this is what you do. I don't care if you like it or not. And you got to think, too, what was going on at that time, too, especially my father growing up in a segregated South. Mm. So, you know, so you, or, or parents going through situations where you're not seen as a black man or a black woman. So you have a level of frustration. Mm. Not that you're taking it out on your children as abusive, but it's one of those things like, no. I'm demand. I'm being hard on you because the world is hard on me mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we we sometimes we say if you have anything else, let me know. I'll stop talking. I can, I was about to say something. Good. So, 
so my struggle with my son is um so they're trying to label him with id he have epilepsy so id is the new term for mental retardation so they call it intellectual disability but i feel like like i said losing that protection um and when you talk about like knowing your child i feel like at some point i lost that because i was fighting for everything in his life at school, I'm fighting for the stuff he need. I'm in IEP meetings fighting. I'm in school fighting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at a certain point, I would say in the last two years, I know him, but I lost that nurturing ability because now everything I do is fight. I got to make sure you have what you need. Um, he's not on seizure medicine anymore. I was doing my own natural thing. I was mm-hmm. doing, you know, um, natural herbs and stuff like that. So Shout out to Herbal Self Love. But it's a fight, right? So now... My focus is to make sure you don't die because with every seizure, his doctor told me when he was six months, if he had started having seizures again because he stopped, he started having them again when he was four, they said he would die. So every seizure he had, I'm thinking he going to pass. And I'm thinking it's an emergency. It's the like emergency yeah, it's- every time, right? And now the seizure meds, that's why he not on it, was making him worse. Mm-hmm. So I lost that ability to just, baby, I got you. It was more so like, when we at the hospital, death. it's life or death. You got to take these meds. You got to watch what you're eating. I just got to watch everything. I'm writing everything down. So now I'm getting back to that, damn, how I lose that? You know, even though you're fighting and you're doing these things, your baby need a hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, he need these things. He needs you to just say, I mean, I said I love you, but my love was more so in Protection. these motherfuckers ain't going to play with you. They ain't yeah. going to play with me. Uh-huh. You know, so it's this thing now that I'm like... I got to do that, but I got to nurture my baby. And I'm trying to protect them because the world treat them fucked up. Kids are, I ain't going to say they cruel because I don't think it's that kids are cruel. Kids but are kids. they are very honest. And yes. a lot of times we look at honesty as being cruel. Yep. And I feel like if if I was a child and this was a little boy, how would I treat him? Not saying I would necessarily be negative, but... Some of the old times the way he talked and stuff yeah, like that, I funny. might, I might. And those kids, my son was in the whole number. What was we used to call it? Special kids eating chicken or some shit like that. BEC, right? So we didn't have them in our class. Yeah. We didn't have to pay them no ten, you know, no attention. We really didn't. No, they were in a different. They, they were separated they were literally from us. in the boiler. Like, and boiler if you room, seen like. them every so often, yeah, not that you would necessarily tease them, but they was different from you. Yeah, yeah you, you didn't have at, to deal yeah, with. You it. make a little joke to yourselves, but you you try not to let them hear it though. Reality. Unless you get caught. Uh, Y'all go to the bathroom together, like by accident yeah. on the bathroom break, and you don't, you know you're not supposed to say nothing. You was being there like. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So realistically, just like getting assistance, I can't say if my child didn't have special needs, if I would be able to support somebody, and you have to watch it, that child have a seizure. Mm. It, it's a lot. It's right, right. I can't say if I'd be able to support somebody else if my child didn't have issues. I can't say that realistically. Mm-hmm. I I can do it now because it's my life. Right. I but, think. Go ahead. No, I think it's interesting when you say how they they try to label your child. Um, they have all of these labels, and this is from my own experience. It was this year. It was my first time experiencing it. You know, getting a phone call from my son's mom, like, uh, you know, they 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 want to put put uh, Jay in a, a different class. I'm mm-hmm. like, what you mean? You know, they saying, you know, he 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 falling behind. I'm like, what you mean? Right, right. You know, they think you know if he in a, a, a different class, um, he'll learn better. I'm like, you know, they gonna move at a slower pace. I'm like, that's that's ass backwards. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way you can move slower and catch up. Mm-hmm. It's like something not making sense to me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, he he in class playing around. I was like, oh, he's being a nine year, a ten year old boy. 
He's in class talking. Okay, that's not right. You know, and he's because he's talking, he's maybe missing some work or things like that. I get it. The issue isn't that he's slow or anything like that. It's he's being a boy. All right, so part of it is on us as parents. We need to get him in check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And part of it is the teacher. Like, the teacher need to own the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we need not going in no other class. No, not at all. And I'm like, I sit down with the boy all summer. We do the work. So he can do the work. So I'm not questioning if he can do the work. Because I literally, they call me a taskmaster. He'd be sit down every day. And we do, we go through work. So I know he can do the work. get it the, done. Right. So it's not that. It's something different. Um, but no one wanted to take the time because it's a little black boy. Absolutely. And so that, that that's crazy that, he, you know, even hearing another parent, because it's not something you probably share it because it's more visible. Mm-hmm. But it's not something I hear from a lot of other parents, although I know they're going through it as well. But if they and if they want to talk about it. So that's, that's what I mean when I talk about. So I made a decision that I'm a homeschool mm. um, next year. Uh-huh. I'm going to let him finish out this year. But um, it was a hard thing for me. They haven't labeled him ID mm-hmm. because I feel like once they do. They're not gonna push for education. They're, They're gonna push for life skills. Yeah. Right. So he's still he's still a black boy. Period. Whether he got challenges with reading, mm-hmm. writing, math, the world gonna look at him like a black boy. Absolutely. So he need to know something. <clears throat> he gotta know how to do something. So I it's been a task for me. And then even when you hear, like you said, mm-hmm. what do you mean he need to be in a slower class? Right. It, 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 what you, what that mean? You know what, yeah. what what is that? Is a it's almost like an attack on me. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm looking at it where it's not that my son can't learn. It's he learns differently. He does. And I never had issues with learning. Mm-hmm. So it's been a task for me because I, in school, I caught it. Mm-hmm. I taught my algebra class. My teacher would leave out, you know, so that I never had issues. So this is totally different for me. So, and I still feel like I'll be trying to teach him the way I learned. Yeah. It's not effective. Yeah, I learned that the hard way too. <laughs> that's not I effective. Can't. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but understanding that's what I I mean about the roles is because when you really when I step into my truest femininity, I will be able to watch my son in a way where I can learn how he learns just by how he do his everyday stuff. Right. You know, like that nurturing, that watching, even down to um, the woman's role in the household. It's certain things that she know that her man is going to just need. Whether he said or not, her kids, the house, it's certain things she just keeping the tally of the same way a man knows certain things his wife or his woman needs, his kids. You know, it's just this natural thing. But when you're carrying in a role, you're supposed to carry. When you're carrying a weight, you're supposed to carry. I think that that really does help. That's being ahead of the household, too, right? Absolutely. You, those are the things you know as head of the household, right? You know, you know what everybody likes, what their dislikes are, and it's your job. Absolutely. You, I look at it, and the, the man then is like the point guard or the quarterback of the household. It's your job to know how to pass the ball so everybody can score. Absolutely. And another um, question I had was, do you believe black men are able to express their pain? And if so, how? I, I jump in. <laughs> you got no, it? No, I think black men know how, I think black men express their pain. I don't know. I don't know if, if men in general, or black men, express their pain intentionally. Mm. You know, because um, when I when I how I express my pain, I, when I get up, when we get together, I drink too much. When I'm going through something, like one, I, I don't drink by myself. But when we go, when we get together, and we having fun, we drinking. I probably drink too much because mm. it's something in there. Mm. 
That's right. No, I'm saying this is it's something there that I'm I'm going through, and I just want to escape for that moment. Yeah. Um, that's not it's not a healthy way to do it, mm-hmm. but and it is only in moments like these in self reflection that I realize like oh yeah, probably did that a little bit too much right there. Mm. Um, I think other times we we express it. Maybe we play a little bit more video games. We go to the basketball court. We play a little bit harder. Um, we hit the gym a little harder. Mm. Um, but I, I I don't know if we have the that natural tool or or unless we it was instilled that in this at a younger age that tool that mechanism to say when you feel like this do that mm-hmm. women are given journals little girls often are given journals right mm-hmm. that's true so 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 while you're telling them to write how your day was but you're teaching them to write how you're feeling mm-hmm. so they so it gets out it's on paper now if it ever lives in this paper so you don't have to feel it because you know if you ever want to go back to what is here but it's out of your person it's mm, out of that's your system. a very good way to do it um as as men, I don't know if we're given that tool to I can put it here and it's forever mm-hmm. here, right? Because you can't put it in a bottle because you don't drink it and it gets back into you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. If we, I, I think we do, do. We express it. Yes. Do we know how or why we're expressing it? I don't think so. No. And that goes back to the point when you said like being three to whatever age. Three if to you if you fall and you hurt yourself. Even if it's pain, it just it don't exist. Right. Don't cry. Don't do this. Don't do that. So then that does make you have, I guess, unhealthy ways to express it, and you just do other things, whatever that look like, yeah. to make you feel better. It's it's it really is tough being us. Like, I agree. And I mean, and this is just a people in general. Um, but but you know, I guess more so. I would say more so. Uh, with with men now is because we're we're uh, men are more forthcoming with their feelings a little bit more nowadays, hmm. just a little bit more. I mm-hmm. mean, it ain't it ain't a whole lot, mm-hmm. but you know there is more of like you know when it's when it's like a when you have a brotherhood when you you know when you when you when you really talk to your bros you know like it's like look yo real shit like da da like mm-hmm. real shit like you know you. You really gotta say real shit like five times when somebody listens to you. Like, yo, real, like, want some real shit? You gotta be like, yo, bro, want some real shit? Bro, want some real shit, bro? I'm trying to talk to you. Because, you know, and your friends are still trying to make jokes in between you. Like, hey, yo, not, I'm dead ass, bro. I'm dead like, ass, right, right. Stop playing, yo. Like, I really need to talk to you. Like, what you crying, nigga? Like, no, I'm not crying. Yo, so what if I am crying? Nah. You know, y'all gotta, y'all, nah. that's the joke out of it. That's the, the, the joke your way out of it. Because I do this shit with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Me and Jeremy are talking. And I'll, like, I'll give him that look like, Wow, man, you had a lot built up over there, <laughs> and he'll bust out laughing. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. so I'll be like, but then I'll give my opinion, and yeah. and and we'll, we we help each other through it. But a lot of the times, like you know, back back in the day, a little bit, like like if any of my friends, like if we would express like expressed feelings to each other, we'd be like, yo, bro, what the fuck, what are you talking about? Like, mm. nah, mm. I'm not the one to come to for that. Like, mm. let's let's go play ball, mm-hmm. and yeah. That's so interesting, though. Like I would, I would, I would be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, ew, like, you sharing your feelings with me? <clears throat> nah, we're not doing that. We're gonna go play basketball. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? But take your frustration on the basketball court. That was that was kind of my thing, like sports. And that's all we do as women. Not all we do, but you, you know, know, we have that outlet yeah, to like yeah. cry, like whatever. That's you know so what? interesting. And that's the the the, the socialization, if that's mm-hmm. the word. Of of uh, of the genders, it's mm-hmm. like women are the emotional, but they're the nurturers. So they, so they, it's easier for a woman to accept and and give emotion, mm-hmm. and it's easier for us as men if we feel that protection to a woman to give that emotion, but also 
let them emote on us and mm-hmm. we take it, harness it, don't say shit mm-hmm. and just, you know, happy, you know, happy wife, happy life or just, you know, yes, mm-hmm. all right, cool. All right, give a hug, it's gonna be all right. Kiss mm-hmm. on the forehead, you want some food. You know, that's that's our what protector and provider situation. Yeah, that's literally. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We put that shit on the back, put it in the backpack. But at the same time, as a man, um, we have to like be okay with like you know, like you say, emoting. We have to be okay with showing that emotion because like by you by being one sided of one person giving emotion or one person um, uh, showing emotion, like what are we showing? We're just showing that we can take it and then keep it moving. So we don't we don't really get a chance to express. We just take on yes. and, and harness yes. and, and we don't emote. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that's hard on us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Men and women, but I'll say more so on women. You just I gave mean, me men. a new question. Uh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, like I said, but to the point of the men, um, do we know how to? Yeah, we, we know how to, but when? Mm-hmm. When can we? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's and that's one of the things mm-hmm. like when can we when are we allowed to because like I said socialization say, uh, so we're socialized to not you know express our pain even at funerals like I thought something was wrong with me for the longest time that I never cried at a funeral and even when people who were like really close to me like until just recently like I've never cried at a funeral and I used to think like something was wrong with me like yo like what the hell is wrong with me but I my job for what I understand is that I comfort other people. Mm. So for me, I have to be strong and provide the the, the you know be that protector mm-hmm. of emotions for somebody else around me who is feeling sad and who is um, going through the expressing their pain for a loved one. Mm-hmm. And I really honestly thought for a long, long time something was wrong with me. I'd be super sad. Like I've been to my uncle who like was on his deathbed and we had to go into the hospital, say our goodbyes, whisper in his ear, say I love you and all that shit like that. I would never cry, never got emotional. I'm like, yo. And then I would look at my other cousins and my and, and one of my brothers, like, you know, they would be tearing up. I'm like, I'm like, yo, why don't I feel that? Mm-hmm. Same thing in like church, when people cry, get emotional and catch the Holy Spirit, like, I'm like, why don't I feel that? Like, mm-hmm. what's up? Um, But that pain and that anger, like I, you know, we just- That's probably why you had daughters. They say daughters make you soft a little yeah. bit, you know, make but you kind of tap in. Yeah, but in and god damn was they right? <laughs> nah, real shit, because baby, like I mean, my oldest, you know, is mm-hmm. is you know to to your uh, ex who passed away. God bless. Um, that's kind of me and me and uh, his, my oldest. You know, um, I met her when she was two. Um, but I would never say like you know that's that's my stepdaughter. That's just my daughter. That's your daughter. Absolutely. Um. I met her when she was two, but you know, like Respect. we have a bond, we have our bond. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, um, I remember the first day I got emotional with her when she like, uh, when she's, we were spelling her name. Um, I think she was in pre-K or something like that. We were spelling her name and she did it. And I was like, oh shit, that's what's up. But then like, we kept doing homework and I think I was just like sitting there and, and I think the more she kept spelling her name out, I like, my, I just get that thing in your throat mm-hmm. and that thing in my throat. So I, had, I was like, like, I said, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Uh, I was like, hold up, hold up now. Wait Somebody a cut onions? She was like, what's wrong? I was like, <laughs> right. I'm sitting there like, I don't know. I I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Uh, 
gonna go to the gym. I'll be right back. You know, right I, had back. Get, I had to get my shit right. Yeah, I get it together. I don't yeah, know what's happening. Like, Hold on, here we go. It's new to me. Go eat yeah. some beef jerky real quick or something. Yo, like, what the fuck is going on? But then when Baby Girl came, it was like, damn, like, damn, like this is what. That's what this, you know, and, and everything and probably came out, and I'm and I'm glad it happened. Mm -hmm. I probably more or less needed that than than anything in the world mm -hmm. to let all of that shit out. <clears throat> so, um, to your main, main, main question, it's it's not. I don't think it's a matter of how. I think it's when. Mm -hmm. You said something that was very interesting. You were Kyle. You were talking about the funeral. I said something interesting. You always wow, say, son, that's crazy. I mean, we can't get the ninety-eight episodes if you don't say something interesting. No, and and it goes back to uh, to Kiana's earlier point about what's the job of a man. You said your job, or you felt like your job was to console people. Mm -hmm. So comfort. I think it was really uh, comfort, comfort people. Mm -hmm. I think the job of a man then is to operate in your gifts mm. and to your strength. So if you know you have a talent, a gift, you will put here to comfort people. That's 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 your job. To a, to, a, to a woman. Hmm. So that was something I, I thought about. I know you got tons more questions, but. I don't. I mean, I have a few. That's deep, brother. Don't worry about that. I, I felt what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was speechless. It's cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible for me to take a break? You want to take a break? Yes. So um, when we talked about being a protector and a provider, I mentioned earlier about women, black women making more money than a black man. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions was. Do you think it's harder for black men in the workforce because there's not a lot of black owned businesses? So when you, let's say you get a degree and you're going out into the workforce, it's harder mm -hmm. for you to make the money because mm -hmm. they may not want to hire you or if you have a record and you're not able to get the job. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's the reason why it's harder for you to be the provider, quote unquote? I think, I think those are two, two, two scenarios. Hmm. You have the black with a degree and then black with a record. Hmm. Both can be true. You can be black with a degree and a record. Mm -hmm. But let's say you let's say you have a record and no degree. Um, being black with a degree, I think it's not. I think it's the. I think it's society isn't used to smart black men, right? That's why you get the hundred and ten percent rule. You gotta be ten percent better mm -hmm. to crack through the glass ceiling and things like that. Um, and if you raise your voice, you look at as aggressive. Loud, same with especially black women. Um, black women if they can't be stern, or they be, they're bitches, mm -hmm. um, or they they act like a bitch. Um, I think I think with a record, that's when you probably get to those black-owned businesses and smaller businesses that typically give people chances who otherwise wouldn't get chances. So of course, if we had more black businesses, we can employ ourselves mm -hmm. and do more. But I really think as society as a whole, we got to do we have to. Make a decision as a community. Do we want society to understand us, or are we gonna build our own society, our own community? That's where I'm at. So, um, what do you think? I think that we have to stop being afraid to go after what we want as far as the workforce, because a mm. lot of times we'll see a job and we'll already think that, um, I think this job would probably be better suited for our white counterpart, and they won't pick me. Hmm. Um, I will tell you that I've thought that sometimes to myself. Mm -hmm. But once I realized that maybe, you have to, mm -hmm. but but maybe but I realized that once um once I figured out what I am good at and my passion, I stopped shooting for those jobs that wouldn't make me happy. You feel me? Like I was going after jobs that I know that I probably after thirty days wouldn't be happy anymore with my life and myself because I'm gonna wake up every day and say fuck, I gotta go to work. 
I don't want to be like I don't want to be that person. I wake up every day now saying yes, or I'm just waking up every day like all right, cool. I know it's about to be a challenge today, but you know what? This is why I apply for it. This is why I'm here. I'm working. I'm at my passion working. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to stop being. We got to stop short selling ourselves, thinking that they're not gonna. When I say they, um, the corporation or the company that you're working for, they're not gonna pick you because clearly you look in the mirror and the first thing you see is your skin. You shouldn't be uh, discriminative, if that's a word, uh, against your own self. Mm-hmm. Um, sidebar. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the person that really don't use a lot of big words. So when I use them, I use it kind of like spell check real quick with him <laughs> and check got back it, in. You it, know what I'm saying? It. But anyway, doing a wonderful job. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on every now and then. You know, yeah, he be trying to bring him out. But, you know, I'm uh-huh, nice uh-huh. school. Shout out to Everest. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but um, me. we uh we you know we we just really got to stop thinking that you know this job isn't for me because I'm black or this job isn't isn't for me because I didn't. Uh, go to this school or I don't know this person or I don't have mm-hmm. this type of degree like we're made or you you you're only intelligent as intelligent as you believe that you are Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and if it's something that you want go after it I mean you know movies will make it really good that you know like you could uh fake doctor up some shit and then yeah. like you know you'll bump into a CEO at a bar somewhere and then y'all start talking and then you do a fucking Ruby's Cube and the next thing you know, <laughs> you got the you job. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. honestly, if that was a perfect world, everybody would have been had, like, everybody be a, had a perfect black job. CEO or black yeah, president absolutely. of an Envy company. But at the same time, you really got to be happy in the position that you're in. The money, yes, but at the end of the day, are you happy with the stress that comes along with that? Mm-hmm. Being president of the United States, everybody, well, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be... Mm-hmm. Honestly, do you really? Because the stress that goes along with the schooling, the the you know, the president of the United States, that is some that is a stressful ass job. Yeah. Knowing that people don't knowing that eighty percent of the population really doesn't care for you and the twenty percent that you do have don't really give a damn about really just don't give a damn, but they mm-hmm. just figure, hey, pff, you know, and that and that's not even that's not even speaking on our current president, that's just presidency, period. That's just mm-hmm. the job itself. It. Yeah, it's the, the job, job itself. itself. Yeah, that's just period. Mm-hmm. But we, as as black men or black people, period, have got to like really stop short selling ourselves and thinking that because there's a there's a corporate job out there that you want, but you think the white counterpart is going to get it over you. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Because if you know that you put in as much schooling and as much time and effort. And, 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 you know, all nighters and cramming, you know, cram sessions, study sessions. If you put in as much work as a, as a white person, then there should be no reason why you wouldn't get that job with the same degrees, with the same, um, vernacular, you killing me. <laughs> killing me <again laughs> with the same degrees, the same vernacular, the same demeanor in, in probably even a better demeanor because you are happy at what you're doing. They're mm-hmm. probably doing it based off of. Uh, family. Uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, like like a generation, like, yeah, 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 generational uh, occupation. Like mm-hmm. that's that's their. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked it's at this law people. firm. My grandmother was here. Yeah. My mom was here. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm doing this because so honestly, you automatically gonna get it. Yeah, because you're trying to make a change for your community. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like you know, like they say, infiltrate the system, and you know the rest will follow. But and I agree, and I disagree, because. 
I get the like who am I conversation mm-hmm. that you have with yourself. Like who am I to do this? Who am mm-hmm. I to get this yeah. job? Can Which I really is the imposter theory? We, I don't know. Imposer. So, yeah. I, so I get that, but I really feel like even when you think about a system, a system is set up to do things in a certain way. Yeah. Like anything you do, you look at it on a base level. If this is a system, mm-hmm. this is supposed to work this way in order for things to continue the way they're going. Mm-hmm. And if we as black folk keep trying to uh, infiltrate the system, mm-hmm. you're still going to get the same result. So you're going to be that exceptional black man who make it through, who was like, I know who I am. I can get this. And then you make it to the top. But like you said, the pressure, when you think about the president, mm-hmm. Obama, he aged horribly in the White House. They all, pre- all, they all do. But I feel like Obama specifically, it was like you can see it. I just feel like white people... We- just we age differently anyway. Absolutely. So, we, of course, you he, see. For that he time, like a white man. He, he definitely did. He would have never aged just if he wasn't the president. Not like that. He would have aged. Mm-hmm. But you just see a major transition. Mm-hmm. So, if we want to really build something, it has to be something you own. You can't go into that system trying to make money. And it's their money because then they can still control you. They still can tell you how to do things. And it's going to be certain things you just ain't going to be able to do in your I community. You. And you it's just not because you're black. It's how the system is designed. It's just how the system I is designed. But it's also saying. because you're black. I got what you're saying, yeah. In addition that you're black. But no matter who's in that seat, that position is controlled by somebody. Because mm-hmm. you're in that seat because you probably want some money. Mm-hmm. Whatever that position is, president or CEO or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And add on top of that, you're black. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the system, I, I look at it like, well, damn. You know, no matter what, like you want to infiltrate it, but the system is designed to change your mind, mm-hmm. like change the way you think about things. I got things. it, absolutely. So the system is designed for you to not care about community, no matter if you're black or white. It's to look out for self. Yeah. So you're gonna go in there like, yo, I'm, I want to change. The, I'm gonna change my community. I'm gonna get this information. I'm gonna bring it back. It's designed for you not to want to do that no more. Mm-hmm. It's designed for you to only think about self. I agree. And, I, I, and and to that, I think the way that maybe I say infiltrates the system. Mm-hmm. I mean. Get in because mm-hmm. you earned it, like right, or right. or just mm-hmm. get in there. You know, I mean, yeah. the the community and, and you know, you all, you all both points are valid. Like mm-hmm. it's it, that job is about self. We get that part, but right. like when I say infiltrate the system, like get that, like yeah. infiltrate your own system. Mm-hmm. Like you know, systematically, you were probably taught like, nah, you're not gonna get this job. Like infiltrate it, like infiltrate mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. the system could be anything. The system doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be corporate. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, uh, white versus black. But like, you know, if it's a self, you know, reflecting system, like mm-hmm. infiltrate yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, exceed your own limitations, exceed uh, your own thoughts. That, I agree. You know, what I mean, and, and, and the system can go so far beyond that, you know, you'll push yourself and really didn't realize you could do it until you mm-hmm. do it. I agree. Um so yeah what I think about is um, have y'all ever seen or read uh, the spook who sat by the door I haven't read it no but I need to get that book Um, I ain't much of a reader now I will tell you and or the the movie is also good too (laughs) oh yeah a movie yeah cool. so the movie is also good so he basically (laughs) infiltrated that system like he went in CIA learned all that stuff and brought it back to his community Um, I think it could be done again Right, mm-hmm. I really do, but you gonna have to get people who really like Look about for, for, for community, build a community, self, yeah. and not self, yeah. not money, 
just really kind of saving the next generation yeah. type of situation. But that's mm-hmm. what I think about, like learning how to do certain things in a way that can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. To that, I know we winding down, but mm-hmm. I, have, I have a question I want to ask you. Absolutely. Um, and then we, we wrap it up. But all right, so we talking about community and self, right? Mm-hmm. So all right, so this is a, more or less a question to the community. Have you been to the African American Museum of History and Culture in DC? In DC, I have. I had oh, opinions yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. You mm-hmm. do? I had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's let, we can talk about that. We we'll talk about that later. <laughs> all right, all right. Bad opinions? Good opinions? I have opinions. Actually, I have opinions about it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we talk about that offline. So either way, I, it is. I think it's an important museum to have. It is. Um, my first time there. Well, yeah, we we yeah that, that, that that's a whole nother episode. Absolutely. Right. But either way, we there for a momentous <laughs> occasion. Mm-hmm. So as you walk in, you know they had a the little pond right there and the little waterfall thing. Mm-hmm. So you walk up, it's a podium right there. So you walk, you, you step over to the podium, you the next speaker, and you look out across the pond, across the the way. You mm-hmm. can see to your left is the Capitol building. What diagonal to the right is the Washington Monument. To the mm-hmm. right is Lincoln. So you look out, you see a sea of of people. You see a sea of men, a sea of black men. You at the real brother much. It's a million real men, real black men. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's your turn to speak, and you can ask a million black men one question. What do you ask? Hmm. A million black men. And the crowd hushes. Could, Say that again. How could mm-hmm. black men better the community in a way that would be beneficial for future generations? How could black men benefit the community in a way that it would be beneficial for future generations? I, well, to that, I think one of the ways black men could benefit the community for f- future generations is to raise up their children. Mm-hmm. The way they believe black men should be right. So, my thought, one of the reasons I, I I mentor, even though you know having children, is because I realized my father gave me everything he could. He gave me all of the wisdom, gave me so much about char- being the character of a man and things like that. But there are some things he couldn't give me. Mm-hmm. Like I studied economics in college. My father couldn't have, couldn't have taught me about economics, not because he didn't want to. That wasn't what he was exposed to. That's not the knowledge he had growing up on the farm, mm-hmm. things like that. And I realized it's okay to get wisdom from other men. Mm. The village is supposed to get information from everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes us as men, we give it, or parents, let's, not, not even men, but parents. Mm-hmm. But I'll be specific to men. We get territorial about our children. As opposed to you know outside, especially outside of the family, as opposed to realizing like mm-hmm. no, this brother down the street, oh he he a good dude, he a genuine dude. Yo, it's okay if he teaches your son or your daughter about something. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he's some t- some something wrong with you. Just like everybody has their level of expertise, because it's the same way you can teach his son and daughter about something mm-hmm. that he's not an expert on. So I think taking that village mentality and then being able to help raise other people's children, whether their parents are there or not is important and i think that that also if if you do that then your children see you reaching out not only to them but to other other children other people as well 
And then sometimes for me, it was even as simple as if I help this kid, hopefully he's not the kid that knocks me over my head and takes my wallet. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes it's as simple as that. Like the fact that I was in his life, you know, he lived down the street. So dad, maybe he went in a path that didn't take him to the road of sticking up and robbing. So mm -hmm. now my family's safer. My children are safe. Mm -hmm. Cause I took that extra hour a week to do that. So the way to, the way to benefit, the uh the, the culture for generations to raise up our kid to, cre to, to create the culture because they're the next level of culture that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. um what's the question again how i thought can, it off the whim um how can how can how, we how as black men what can we do to impact the culture for future generations Mm. There's been a lot of deep questions tonight. Um, I, th I think I think to the points we made all earlier, mm -hmm. um, it, just just being more expressive about how we really feel, mm. instead of you know harnessing and and playing into the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. You know, let's break out of that. You know, not playing so much into the stereotypes, not. You know, showing true self, like not being afraid to show who you really are. There are kids like today, you know, I always tell them, um, you know, they're like, yo, you know, no, Sergeant, man, you know, I'll I, I punch you in your face. I do this, you know, I'll I, I throw these hands on you. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I laugh. And I'm like, listen, you're a really good kid. Be a good kid. Mm -hmm. They're like, nah, what you mean? You just, I, What you think? I'm some type of bitch. I'm like, no, I don't think you're a bitch. I just know that you're a good kid. Mm -hmm. This is not your character. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being a good kid. Nothing wrong with it. I'm like, I, I said, I mean, I said from your physical stature to just seeing the books, the amount of books that you read, I watch, like, like sir, let's, I, I told him all the time, I said, listen, I watch all of y'all. Low key, I watch you a lot. Um, I watch, you went through like two books in like maybe like three days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you read, you're a smart young man. Smart, you're smart. a good kid. Why do you dumb yourself down? Mm -hmm. I tell the, I talk to these kids one on one. Like when they really start fucking up, I pull them to the side. Like, listen, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. who, That's I the say, culture. I was like, it is, I was like, dummy. Who, who you? Who, That's I'm, the culture. Facts. That's what they use. I'm so like, I gotta be a dummy I'm to like, be a part. I'm like, why are you calling each other dummy? Like That's the stupidest thing. The but hey, dumbest shit. And I'm like, why are you dumbing yourself down for them? Mm -hmm. Y'all all here for the same exact thing. They don't have no more than what you got. All y'all in here with no cell phone. Y'all in here just, y'all in here basically down to the bare minimum. Mm. There's they, That one person does not have any more. They can talk a good game about, oh, when I get home, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. They ain't doing shit. Mm -hmm. But the same thing that you're going to be doing. Understand that. But y'all can do so much more when you get out of here because you're having the tools to basically start over from age 16 on up. A lot of kids don't have that second opportunity. So you just don't have to, but just don't ever be afraid to be yourself. It's not hard. And show other kids and show other uh, generations that it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to like science. It's okay to want to play with Legos. Legos are freaking fun. Mm -hmm. I like Legos. You know what People I'm saying? Make like, a lot of money. That's what I'm Legos. saying. Like, no, that is fun. It's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I think it's weird. He like to play with Legos. No, it's not. I like Legos. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all right. He's smart. He likes to he likes to use his mind like it's it's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. but you'll you'll clown somebody for wanting to be smart and you'll clown somebody 
for wanting to be themselves and that's not right that's not right so i think we really got to focus more on giving you know young black men and black women a chance to really be themselves on every platform on every stage of life period music art books you know non books whatever it is if you can if you want to be whatever it is that you want to be be that but don't be afraid to be that and I'm love that thank you thank you thank you yeah, get my snaps definitely appreciate you coming on thank you yes. for having me I asking the, the questions on. these were some deep questions um, yeah real tonight they got really real i think this is a very it's gonna be a very beneficial i can send this to my mom yeah okay, yeah this, good, is gonna good, be, good. yeah this is gonna be one of those yeah. Yeah, like my check, check out what we doing ma but i curse i don't want to hear that that's shit okay see i just got exactly. to get oh, but yeah. that's how my mama be so so it's, <laughs> uh let everybody know how to follow you anything you got going on um, um so everybody can come support and i don't even know it. my name on instagram I, it's dr queen deville i think and the other one is i think it's dr hlt healing learning teaching okay possibly let me see hlt doula love gotcha. that's what it is i like that name um and i'm going to release it i'm gonna say data because i'm still collecting it, even though i'm not doing it in a research mm-hmm. manner um september the 21st uh, 2019 i'm still trying to find a space i really want a black space um i have the event on eventbrite it's called uh solutions to rebuilding femininity and womanhood in the black community in the black woman rather so tell us um, about this event. What's so it's going to be a panel discussion. Um, and I wanted to have a mix of older women, women who are married, um, mm-hmm. different religions. It's four to five women. Um, I already have four. I'm looking for one more woman. Um, not necessarily all having like degrees and all mm-hmm. just women, women from the community who are about femininity and womanhood and, you know, submissiveness mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And then I'm going to release the information I got that I've collected um, from my interviews. And I want us as a community to decide uh, where we should go. Because my mm-hmm. ultimate goal is to have um, like a womanhood training where we can learn. And I'm hoping that I'll find um, a strong man on my journey to possibly do a manhood training somewhere mm-hmm. where young boys can go and really learn like how to ask a woman out or I don't know how to take care of yourself. Sure. Whatever that looks like, I'm not all the way sure. That's why I'm using this information for it to lead me where I need to go. Gotcha. What if you found two long, two strong men al- along your journey? I'm cool with that because I don't I don't feel like it should be done with women. I don't think right. women should be teaching boys right. how to be men because I don't think we can right. do that. We can do some stuff, but not that. Mm-hmm. So that's really really important. Um, just so that we can kind of move forward and just help the generation and help ourselves, so we can see where we messed up and make it better. Nice. Like that, I got a lot. I saw that. Like that. All right. uh, May eighteenth, suit and sneaker party. May eighteenth, suit and sneaker yes. party is going to be downtown at the Renaissance Inn. Residence. Residence Inn. Excuse me, I did say Renaissance. On the second floor patio. On the second floor patio area. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good look, man. Yeah, right underneath. We're, we're it's excited. A good look. You know, sixteen on Park. So we're going to be at the. Uh, I come through. On the patio May underneath the, the restaurant the rooftop. Yeah. Saturday, six to ten. Six to ten. Okay. Or event bright, dinner time. We only do dinner time events. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes to eat. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, man, you guys come through for that. Uh, it's gonna be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for good weather, but I ain't gonna jinx it. But yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I've had anything else. Thank you for coming. Uh, IG people. Thank you. 
Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank appreciate you. Thank you. I don't got nothing left, but you know, raise your glass. Yeah, back oh, I got my water. Hit us with the hit us with the <laughs> drink emojis if y'all out there right, right. listening and watching. Um I see you, Ray. So uh yeah, you good? I'm great. Are you good? I'm great. Then I'm good. Hey. Excellent. All right. So without further ado, man, we out of here. Thank you. We love y'all. Uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, Bourbon A and D Boy Shorts. Uh, if you want to listen to the content, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music. We're on Spotify now, um, as of like last month, correct, or two months ago. Maybe three, um, four months. Yeah, whatever. We on Spotify now, so whatever. We 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 making waves on all platforms. Uh, title is next. And uh, shout out to Jay. Jay, look out for us. Facts. So uh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But um. We out of here, man. Love you guys. Talk to you later. As, As always, always, love, life, and my business. Get your glass. Get your. Oh, get your. Get your bottle. We came to this country. We were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There was empires in Africa called Kush, Timbuktu, where every race came to get books to learn from black teachers who taught Greeks and Romans, Asian Arabs, and gave them gold. When gold was converted to money, it all changed. Money then became empowerment for Europeans. The Persian military invaded. They heard about the gold, the teachings, and everything sacred. Africa was almost robbed naked. Slavery was money, so they began making slave ships. Egypt was the place that Alexander the Great went. He wasn't shocked that the mountains were black faces. Shot up their nose to impose what basically still goes on today, you see. If the truth is told, the youth can grow. They'll learn to survive until they gain control. Nobody says you have to be gangsters, hoes. Read more, learn more, change the globe. Ghetto children, do your thing. Hold your head up, little man, you're a king. Young princess, when you get your wedding ring, your man is saying, she's my queen. I know I can can. be what I want to be if I work hard at it.